0: Hello and welcome to the podcast everybody. This is the Self Coach Cyclist. This is a podcast dedicated to cyclists and runners to be fair who are trying to take responsibility for enhancing their own fitness and making good intelligent decisions as they go. Today I want to talk about hay fever season. Now I am a hay fever sufferer and it has just hit me like a brick wall like it does every year. And in this podcast I'm not going to patronize hay fever sufferers with how to avoid it. We've probably tried everything. We're doing all of that. Today, I want to talk about what we can do to try and keep our fitness on track, make good, intelligent decisions, try to mitigate any loss in fitness as we go through this season, that sort of thing. Shall we just get started? Okay, so we know the drill. We go, I don't know about you, but I get to this point every single year where I go, I'm not going to get it this year. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fit. Oh look, at the cut in the grass. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. And then all of a sudden, one day, it'll just hit me, literally like a brick ball, and knock me for six. And you always think, oh, it's just fine. I'm not ill. i just, I've just got hay fever. But let's just pause for a second because we've talked about this in some of the previous podcasts about recognizing signs and symptoms of overtraining and illness and that sort of thing. And if I if I go past all that idea that I've just got hay fever and really think about what I'm actually experiencing, then those signs and symptoms can't really be ignored. And that is, is that my resting heart rate is high? Yes, it is. Actually, I wake up in the morning and resting heart rate is high. Heart rate variability is also high as well. Those two symptoms alone would normally indicate to an athlete to take a rest day or rein back the training a little bit. So don't ignore those just under the idea of being Just hay fever. We're going to come into how we can do this in a second. But other things is, I don't know about you, but my sleep is appalling at the moment. It's really hard to get to sleep when your head just feels like cement. (laughs) Um, And weirdly, I always get quite a high appetite as well, which sort of goes with that feeling of your body's really trying to fight something. Your body is actually using energy to fight something it doesn't want in its body. So it makes sense that it's using energy for that, which is why I get this slightly more... A more of an appetite so all of those symptoms are what we expect from being a little bit ill being overtrained, being stressed and but at the same time unlike when you are ill or stressed you sort of lose a bit of motivation at the moment this the sun is out this racing season and actually motivation is quite high but you still have these symptoms to carry and it's oh it's so annoying anyway there's um i'm sort of 43 going on 44 now and over the years i've i've worked out some strategies and i've been using some of the scientific devices we've got here to see if they actually work or not and so i'm just going to share some of my my learned experiences with you and hopefully um if you're listening to this please get in touch and let me know what you find works as well and this isn't going to be about taking tablets and all that sort of stuff you i don't want to patronize you with that you've done all that this is more like okay i still need to get out there and on a bike and exist so one of the things I really find is I, I, I'm i going to mention tablets very quickly because personally, tablets, I don't like them because they make me really drowsy. And even those ones say you're yeah, definitely not drowsy, they, they do. They make you drowsy. Yes, I don't care what they say. And the more you take, the more drowsy you seem to get. So I take them, but I definitely don't feel like sharp on it, you know, when, when I'm, I'm on the tablets. Um, so first of all, yes, you should definitely still get out and do some exercise just like you would do if you were recognising the signs and symptoms of being a little bit stressed or overtrained, it's still important to do something, but maybe not quite the intensity or quite the workout that you had in mind. Because let's face it, um, we've probably got a limited amount of oxygen intake. You know, I don't know about you, but most people get some sort of asthmaticy type symptoms with their hay fever as well as all the itchy eyes and everything. So we're not gonna be really be hitting personal bests Under this situation, like I mentioned, the high resting heart rate, the high HRV, you know, so this is not a season for chasing your best driver times or your personal best. It's just it's not going to happen. You're going to be bouncing off a wall and you're going to get more and more frustrated with the situation. What I find really works is when we do go outside, just takes a bit more preparation. Um, And that means I've got to make sure I've got my sunglasses, that I've put sun cream on in a certain way. Um, and I've, I've probably I already I use that sort of Vaseline or Haymac stuff around my nose as well and I think that does sort of help and when I go out I definitely find that if I can take a longer time to warm up that makes the world a difference so and I try as hard as I can to try and get to a state where I can nasal breathe as early as possible and that's pretty disgusting when you first go out so If you're riding with a couple of buddies and you're trying to nasal breathe, but your nose is just absolutely blocked up, um, it can be pretty messy. So if you're going out with a group ride, you need to sort of sit at the back of the group and just keep clearing your nose. But what I try and do is sit at the back, but also get to that point where I can nasal breathe in, nasal breathe out, keep clearing my nose, keep clearing my nose. And I always try and avoid breathing in through my mouth as much as possible. So even when the ride gets a little bit harder, and always try and nasal breathe in and then breathe out because i don't know about you but all the sneezing and the sort of the breathing it really irritates the back of my mouth and if i'm constantly mouth breathing as well it sort of dries out and it makes it even worse so nasal breathing for me is something that really works so it's when i'm resting nasal in nasal out trying to keep that nasal passage clear as much as i possibly can always clearing it and the more that you can nasal breathe the less you'll find you have to keep clear in your nostrils. And then when, as you get a, the ride gets a little bit harder, I think you'll probably find that you will nasal breathe in, mouth breathe out, and it gets even harder, you mouth breathing in and out as, as usual. So tr- try it. It takes a little while. and can get a bit messy to start with, but I think it's definitely worth worth doing. And because it takes slightly longer to get ourselves into this sort of state, um than does normally leave yourself a bit more time to warm up especially if you're going to be trying to do a race and rather than doing a short hard intense uh warm-up like you might be used to lengthen it a little bit build the intensity up slowly try and clear those nasal passages a lot more that's going to be more important than it is how we normally warm up that's definitely what i find Um, if i can get myself into a state where i can breathe Uh, really easily I can normally enjoy the rest of the ride and you know the endorphins and the adrenaline actually tend to mask the symptoms of of hay fever now when I say that that is for shorter events In the really really long events like days multiple days there is no getting away from it and it has been an absolute suffer fest and times and I've raced in uh, big adventure races in Ireland and Scotland and oh my god the hay fever was horrific and when i just wanted to sleep but the only place to sleep was in a field full of grass it was (laughs) it was not a happy time so i learned through experience that racing in hay fever season over long distance stuff was never ever going to be much fun but shorter distances um evening type events was absolutely fine so i just needed longer to warm up get my you know my pulmonary system just working again and clear but if i could get it clear I could actually still perform reasonably well. Like I said, it was never ever gonna to be t- top rate. And these days um, I don't race competitively quite so much, but definitely going out for a ride, I know that if I can sit at the back of a group, clear my nose, get my nasal breathing sorted, once it's done, it will stay like that for the most of the ride, unless we sort of stop and Almost stopping for a cafe is like the worst thing because everyone's like, yeah, I just want to relax, enjoy the sunshine. You're like, no, just keep going, keep going. Um, but, you know, we, we sort of work our own strategies. Now, if you are really, really bad with asthma with this, I I used to be, I don't get it so much anymore. I definitely recognise a restriction in breathing, but not to the point where I need an inhaler like I did do when I was a little much younger. Um, really make sure you've got those inhalers with you. Just passing a, a field where they've been cutting the grass is enough to send you asthmatic. So again, just that having that inhaler with you. Um, nasal sprays definitely work quite well. I don't like the tablets, but um, everyone's just, everyone's different on that. So the other thing is I I find really really works is avoiding really sweaty rides. Now when we sort of spend a lot of time at high tempo threshold levels that's when our uh that's when we really really do get sweaty and that is when like the sweat just like pollen just sticks to it and runs into your eyes i've had the situation where i've been racing and i literally could not see like all that sweat and pollen just got into my eyes and my, my vision went so blurry that that was it i was ruined um you know and all that sweat around your nose just gets oh it's it's horrible so what i learned really works is if i can do the intensity but so much shorter and harder that really works to the point where you don't really get a chance to get sweat because the interval is stopped before before it gets a chance to get to the point where you need to sweat so a ride these days tends to look like good nasal breathing zone two um nice and nice and steady and then absolute hell for leather for just like five ten seconds but then come right back down i want to keep moving and i just keep keep it really really easy until i can get back to nasal breathing clear my airways again make sure i'm all settled and calm and then go again because in those 20 seconds or so you don't really build up enough (laughs) um enough of your metabolism to really start a good sweat going on And, and actually i find that 20 seconds worth you can pretty much do it just holding your breath do it completely anaerobic and just go for it and I think after that you can just chill bring it all back down again you don't really get to that point where you're horrifically sweaty it's definitely a strategy that's worked for me again we don't think you're going to be going for your personal best through this but by keeping that intensity on you should be able to mitigate any sort of fitness loss so you should still be able to hit those peak power performances you should still be able to keep your ftp numbers about the same just by doing a good mix of good long steady zone two nasal breathing type of riding mixed in with occasional very short sharp stuff just to make sure that those numbers stay high and then sometimes actually what i find is if i can go for a ride that takes me somewhere near water um, all my symptoms nearly always disappear, and that's when I can really go for it, and then, and then come back into this situation where I'm nasal breathing, etc. So you can ride out to the seaside, or if you can ride out to a lake. I don't know about you, but I find my symptoms nearly always just disappear by the seaside, and then as soon as you come back inland again, that's it. I can depend on air pressure and where they're cutting the grass, and but generally speaking, I find that being close to the sea really works. <laughs> You know, so um give it a go. It might work for you. Ride out to the ride out towards the seaside. Do all your hard intensity stuff there where the air is just fresh and, and, and you can breathe properly. Um and just calm everything down again before you come further inland. It, hey, it might work, um it might not. It's definitely something that I try and try and do. Luckily we have um big lakes near here and they tend to be they sort of tend to be like sponges for the pollen. You know, sometimes you can ride past them, you can just see all the pollen just sitting on top of the lake. Oh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> it's so I'm like glad it's there and not, not in my eyes. So there we go. Uh, the other sort of big tip really is to really aid your recovery. Now we know that we're big on this and on a ride that's like that, I think it's really important to clear any symptoms out as best you can. And so removing all your clothes, don't take them anywhere near the bedroom, put them straight into the washing machine, going have a shower, really make sure you wash your hair, that sort of stuff. And just get rid of the symptoms as quickly as you possibly can um, is definitely gonna help. Because I think when you come in from a ride, you still feel great. And then the symptoms just creep up, creep up, creep up. And once they're sort of embedded in you, they can take like forever and you'll be snotting. But I think if you can just get out your clothes, get in the shower, keep your bedroom, Absolutely, you know, keep the windows closed, have a, an air filter going on as well, and try and keep that bedroom as clean as you possibly can. Of when I say clean, I mean like um, sterile of any clothes or contaminants that might be bringing pollen into the bedroom. So you've always got some kind of a safe haven to go and just recover in. I think makes, makes a world of difference as well. So, there we go. There are, there are my top tips. So, just to summarize, it is take longer to warm up, just bring your. Uh, Pulmonary system into a functioning level using that nasal breathing, clearing your nasal passage, nasal breathing in, mouth breathing out. Try and avoid breathing through your mouth as much as you possibly can. Stay hydrated, keep on top of that like dry mouth feeling. Keep your intervals very, very short so you're never really getting sweaty. That will make a massive difference as well. And having somewhere clean of any sort of pollen that you can then go and get a good recovery in is going to be super important well i hope that was useful chatting through and again um this is just what i found works for me over the years i would love to hear of any strategies that you're using um, that don't go into too much of using drugs like i said i'm not a massive fan of, of taking drugs i always find there's some sort of after effect that i would rather not have <laughs> but um, there we go Okay. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you guys think. Let me know. Cheers. Thanks for listening.